The Permian Basin is an abundant oil and gas producing area. Already one of the world's leading oil producing regions, the area in West Texas and southeastern New Mexico could nearly double crude oil production by the year 2023. But who are the leaders behind this economic powerhouse? And what is their story? This is Permian Perspective. I'm your host, Krista Escamilla. Today's show is sponsored by Baker Hughes, a GE company, inventing smarter ways to bring energy to the world. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today and sharing time together on Permian Perspective. It is such a pleasure to be with you. I am here on the 11th floor in downtown Midland, Texas, with Lori Wesley. She is the Community Development Officer at Frost Bank. Thanks so much for being with us, Lori. My pleasure. It's so exciting. And what a view you have. Isn't it awesome? It is awesome. I wish everyone could see it. See, that's the next step. We need to go to video with this podcast so everyone can see how pretty this is. Uh, Before we get started, Lori, I want to ask everyone to help our show by taking a few minutes to leave a review in iTunes. We are so appreciative of the reviews we've received so far. And for Apple, choosing Permian Perspective to be on their new and noteworthy list. Isn't that cool? That is amazing. I'm so excited, Lori. I can't even tell you. (laughs) So thank you, thank you, thank you for those five-star reviews. Just like this one that Janie left us. Janie said, kudos to Krista Escamilla on featuring the Permian. Krista is such a warm and accomplished host. I promise I didn't pay her to say that. And her interviews are thorough, friendly, and informative. My favorites thus far are the Clint Walker and Aaron Marquez interviews. Both men are dedicated to the people of the Permian and are powerhouses of heart, integrity, and what amazing stories. Like Aaron said, dream big, goal big. Thank you, Janie, for that review. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate all of you ahead of time for going and giving us that five-star review. Okay, Lori Wesley, we're so excited to have you here today. I want to start from the beginning. Tell us a little bit about where you got started in your career. Well, I won't give you the long story. I'll give you the short version. Okay. I have a degree in clinical laboratory science from the Texas Tech University Health Science Center. Guns up, Red Raiders. <laughs> and had dreams of becoming a doctor. And life got in the way and that didn't happen. So I worked in healthcare for a couple of years and realized that that wasn't my passion. Transitioned into sales pretty quickly. Um, and have sold all kinds of things, pipe and wire for electrical distribution companies, computer cabling, all those kinds of things. And then I was at a meeting at the country club and met Keith Moore from West Texas National Bank and, you know, visiting about what do you do? And I said, well, right now I'm selling preventive maintenance contracts to power plants. I said, so if you hear of a sales job that I don't travel quite so much, I would really be interested. And he called me a couple of weeks later and said, can you sell money? <laughs> Who can't sell money? Sure, why not? I can sell money. So I've been in banking 10 years at West Texas and then four here at Frost. Fantastic. Yeah. And I love that, that, you know, we always think that we have this one plan, right? And God's got a better plan for us. <laughs> we, he does. We go, We're going this way. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Let's talk about money. You mentioned the money. You, you were asked to sell it. I think that money is a hard thing for a lot of people to talk about. And to start any business, or if you're in oil and gas, you've got to talk money. So, you got to talk money. So what do you think is the easiest way to build a banking relationship? Well, the easiest way, I think, to start is to find a bank that has the same values and goals that you do. At Frost, we are very committed to character. We do a background kind of check on all of our customers, and if their character doesn't match our values 
then they're probably not a great fit for us. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really important to find a bank that's going in your direction. Mm -hmm. And the thing that most people get really nervous about is asking for a loan. Mm -hmm. Well, that's how we make money. That's selling money. So we want you to ask. <laughs> right. You know, all you have to do is pick up the phone, find a, a relationship manager. That's what we call our loan officers. Because it really is a relationship. We want to help you with lending needs. But there's a whole other service line that we can do. We have an insurance company. We have an investment. Our trust department is 100 years old this year. Wow. Yeah. Super fun. <laughs> that is. And so we really want to have the whole relationship with you. And that's why we call them relationship managers. Why do you think people are scared to ask for a loan? I think they're afraid of no. Okay. No, no but nobody wants to be told no. Right. The best part, though, of the way Frost does business is if we tell you no, we're going to say, but look, let's do these things. We need to improve here. Let me help you understand this part. And so it's really a, more of a learning experience instead of a decline. Gotcha. So let's say, hypothetically, I'm starting Joe's trucking company. Hey, Joe. <laughs> and hi. <laughs> and I need a loan. What is the first thing I need to do? And what do I have to have with me when I come see you? So if you're going to start your own business from the ground up, we need to talk about two things. One is equity and one is capital. Banks traditionally don't loan equity, which means if you don't have some skin in the game, it's probably not going to work. Mm-hmm. Banks don't loan 100% of your startup cost. Because then that's, we're taking all the risk and you don't have, once again, any skin in the game. Mm -hmm. So you need to have some equity. You need to have some cash that you're willing to put into a business. We always look at personal credit scores. You know, if you can't manage your personal finances, I'm not sure you could manage a business finance. Mm -hmm. We also look at your experience in the industry. If I wanted to start a bakery, that would be really outside of my area of expertise. So I would have to have reasons that I could overcome my inexperience. So if you don't even have a CDL, you might not want to start Joe's Trucking. <laughs> you know, it has to be something that you right. know how to do. Right. And then you need a business plan, and there's a jillion templates online for you to find one. And it really helps you think out your strategy. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go, man, people are making a killing driving a truck. I'm going to do that too. Well, right. And then what? You know, you buy one truck. Are you, is it going to be just you and your truck? I mean, how are you going to grow that? And that's what business plans really help you understand. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do. This is my time frame. And these are the assets that I need to make this dream come true. So you have that person that has all of that, but maybe they say, well, my credit hasn't been that great in the past. What can they do to build that to show you proof of, hey, I've been working hard, this is my goal, this is my dream, life's gotten in the way. Mm-hmm. What do you suggest? And there's there's different reasons that people's credit score is not as great as they want it to be. Sometimes we look at, well, did you buy a bunch of toys that you can't pay for? All right, that speaks more to your character right. than your credit. So that's, those kinds of things we look at. You know, if you happen to have a, a catastrophic accident or an illness that really set you back, that's a different circumstance. Mm -hmm. That was not your poor choice. So those kinds of things are different. And we look at those. It's not just a number for us. So you suggest they tell you about those. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if there's something we can overcome, we will. If it's something that we just need to wait and pay it down a little bit, we can help you with that too. We all are tied to the oil and gas industry here in Midland. And there are highs and there are lows. 
As a banker, how do you deal with the highs and lows of oil and gas prices? You know, this has been a very interesting conversation that banking has had with some of our industry leaders. As everybody who listens to this podcast knows, the Permian's where it's at. Mm -hmm. And they're telling us, our producers and explorers, that we are going to do a very steady growth for the next 10 or 15 years. Well, that looks great on a graph. But what it doesn't show are these ups and downs that are 18 to 24 months. Right. So what happens is when we are loaning money to a business, we have to take account of that 18 to 24 month up and down. Mm -hmm. So while all the industry says it's going to go straight up, right, we manage these little ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And that's where equity comes in. You have to have enough cash reserves to, to weather the down so that when prices go up, you don't spend all your money. You know, you're ready for the next one. Even though on the long term, it's going to be a steady growth, the ups and downs are are something that you have to manage through. And I think that is something that people who have been here in the basin a long time understand. But we have a lot of people, I, I believe we just had a report come out that said we are the fastest growing city in the nation. We are unbelievable when you think about that. So we have a lot of new people coming to town. What advice would you give to someone that is new and that maybe they haven't seen the roller coaster that we've all seen before? How can they plan for that? The little rocky roads that will happen. We know they will. They will. One of the things that has been interesting, and we had a discussion around maybe a glass of wine (laughs) about how does this look like the gold rush in California? Ooh, I love that. You know, what a great analogy. People rushed to California. Mm-hmm. Some made it rich. Lots of them didn't. But the cool thing about that story, and I think it's going to play out for us as well, is that California became better for all the people who came. They found different industries and different ways to make a difference and different ways to make a living. And it really started to expand their footprint. Mm-hmm. Um, and they weren't quite so dependent on, you know, getting gold out of a river. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be what happens in Midland and Odessa and the Permian. We are going to start to expand outside of oil and gas and really make a difference and use all these new people and new ideas to do that. And we've seen that in the past. Diversification Mm -hmm. has been key. And I feel like today's oil and gas leaders are really focusing on that as well. We have some great organizations here that are really supporting that. Let's talk a little bit about the the money aspect again on how somebody can then take, say, the loan that you're going to give Joe's Trucking Company. Okay. (laughs) How can they take that loan and be able to use the money wisely and not spend it all right away to grow their company because we are seeing such exponential growth right now? So to answer that, let's back up a little bit and talk about kinds of lending that we do. We do lines of credit for business. And those operating lines are really what smooths out the up and down, mm-hmm. right? So you get that money when you need it. You pay it back when times are good. And it's always available. It's a, it's a line of credit. Mm-hmm. We have some startup businesses who just want a line of credit. And then they go out and buy assets with it. And that's not what that's for. Asset purchase is You know, if you want to buy a fleet of trucks, that's a completely different kind of loan. It has a fixed rate. It has a fixed payment amount every month. And the rate is usually lower because there's collateral for that. Mm -hmm. Lines of credit are not as 
secured by one piece of equipment like an equipment loan is. So they're usually a little more expensive, but they really are your operating capital. So you really need to make sure that you get the kind of loan you need. So if you're starting Joe's Trucking, probably the first thing you need is an equipment loan, Mm -hmm. right, to buy trucks and forklifts and pallet movers and all of those things that you need. And then you need a line of credit that helps you weather the ups and downs and gives you some flexibility because you're going to be invoicing and it may be 30, 60, 90 days before you get paid. Well, that's great, except for you have 90 days worth of expenses with no income. Right. You've got employees that want paychecks. (laughs) Regularly. Who knew? (gasps) Who knew they wanted them every two weeks? (laughs) Well, me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what the line of credit does. Right. Very good. Is there anything that you think is important that somebody that maybe is listening that maybe we haven't covered yet regarding the banking aspect that you that one takeaway that you think, okay, this is what they have to know today? I think the one thing they have to know is they have to walk through the door. We're not scary. Um, Mm -hmm. We're very approachable. We want to help. That's our business. Mm -hmm. So just just start with one of us. And it doesn't mean that you need to, you know, apply for a loan the first time. Right. Maybe you need to start with a deposit account. Maybe you need some treasury services. Maybe you have cash. Well, you want to make sure that that cash is working for you and that that cash is secure. We do a lot of fraud prevention. We mm. do a lot of cybersecurity work. So those kinds of things are things that a banker can help you with, not just, hey, I need $100,000 to start my business and you just told me no and now we're done. Right. It's not the way we work. And Lori is very, very nice. I've known her for years. and <laughs> you, you will definitely get treated the right way here. Frost Bank really is a, a top-notch bank here in, in West Texas. And uh, we appreciate you helping so many wonderful companies here. We enjoy it. Oil and gas, I'm sure, is where most of your customers come from. Probably not all, but how would you gauge? Would you say 90%? No. Banking regulators do not like you to be heavily invested in one industry. Okay. We are limited by some regulations on how much we can put into a single kind of industry. Mm -hmm. If you think back to the 80s when real estate collapsed, the banks that got trouble we're heavily invested in real estate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we might not be the fastest learners, but we do learn. <laughs> so now we really manage that concentration into different industries. Frost is statewide. We have 180 plus branches. Mm-hmm. We do all kinds of lending. You know, we're big down in Houston and Galveston and Corpus. We do a lot of shipping kind of things. Okay. We do, of course, oil and gas. We do commercial industrial. So that we really have a very stable portfolio that doesn't, react to the ups and downs of one marketplace. I love that. That is very smart. And it's good to know, say someone is moving here for their spouse's job and they they do want to open a bakery. They can come see you for that as well. Absolutely. Very I mean, diverse. We're a great oil and gas bank. We mm-hmm. have four engineers on staff that work for us all the time and really help our producing customers um, with all kinds of engineering requests. So don't be afraid to come ask us for oil and gas loan, but right. we do a lot more than that. Wonderful. Let's talk about the Permian. Uh, what do you think makes the Permian so great? I don't know who said it. It's not what's below the ground. It's the people above the ground. And I think that's always been our strength. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I think has always made a, a difference and why we're different even from other parts of Texas is that we are isolated geographically. Mm-hmm. We started an industry that was brand new. So we had to learn to do it all ourselves. And that 
attitude, I think, still is all over the basin. Sometimes for the good. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we get a little stubborn and we don't want to ask for help. But I think that that's really what's made us different is that wildcatting spirit. I love that. Let's talk a little bit about some of the business tools that have helped you over the years to become successful that you could share with our listeners. You know, I think the, the one thing that I learned, um, not near early enough, is that I don't have to be perfect all the time. I Listen to that, everyone. <laughs> Let that sink in. Because I think so many business people do. They feel like they have to be perfect. All and the time. I can't start until I am absolutely perfect. And us ladies, we are a victim of it all the time. Oh, we Every time you walk by a mirror. Exactly. It's awful. <laughs> and one thing that, that once that realized, that I realized that mm-hmm. is that the stress was, you know, half. I can manage stress that comes from outside much better than I can manage my internally generated stress. Right. So once I learned that I don't have to be perfect and the people I deal with don't have to be perfect and we could work through all kinds of business dealings if we all are on the same page with that. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to say, man, I didn't didn't do that very well. (laughs) I kind of messed that up. You know, let's let's recover from that. And people are always afraid to tell their banker that. And it's okay. We mess up too. Right. So just come and go, man. I, I really made a poor decision. Help me work through this. Everybody makes mistakes. Everyone does. How do you motivate others that are on your team? Oh, motivation. Such a hard one. <laughs> a lot of that, in, and we really practice it here at Frost, is servant leadership. Mm. People will get on a train that's going somewhere. So motivation is really more of an example that in our in our floor mm-hmm. than a raw-raw speech. I love that. Love that train analogy. <laughs> uh, let's talk about podcasts because, of course, we're listening to one, and I know you're a podcast listener too. Uh, so do, you have, do you have any favorites or any favorite books, books or podcasts? Well, I'm a huge reader, and in my travels, I serve the whole Permian Basin for Frost. Okay. So you wouldn't think it's very long, you know, 15 minutes from Midland to Odessa, but it kind of depends on which side. And so I'm a huge book listener now mm-hmm. and I've really enjoyed doing that. And it's, it's interesting to listen to books that I probably wouldn't read. Right. All right. Cause once I'm on the car and they're playing, I'm pretty committed. Right. right. <laughs> well, what else are you going right. to do? You're driving down the street. You're going to West Odessa. It's going to take you a while. It's going to take at least a half hour, 45 yes. minutes. Yeah. So, you know, even if it's something that's not your usual mm-hmm. genre, it's been interesting to do some different ones. Nice. Do you have any that stand out in your mind that you I just have finished been... Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Really good? So good. Okay. Where the so Crawdads So good, sing. yes. And don't be afraid of the unabridged version. It's like 12 hours long, but oh. it is worth every minute. Nice. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's talk about the most important lesson you've ever learned in business or life. It could be anything. Or just, you know, an important lesson. The most important lesson kind of goes back to what I've already said is I'm enough. Mm. I am enough just where I am. Yes. And once you get there and you have that peace, then it's it's exciting to see what you can do. So you know who you are. You know where you are. And then it's easy to reach out and say, hey, this is my weakness and this is your strength, so let's get together. And then you start building this amazing even life team that helps you through different things because you build, you build on their strengths and you don't worry so much about your weaknesses. I know you have a, an amazing life team. I know that you have a big family and you have a love of family like I do and love just love being with them. Tell me, what do you want your legacy to be within your family and what you've done? You know, I, 
I got a email today that another young lady had sent to one of my daughters. And this young lady said, you know, you probably don't remember me, but you were my camp counselor. And I got really homesick and you stayed up with me all night long while I cried. And now I'm a counselor and I want to be just like you. <laughs> so if I have kids who want to be just like my kids, that's my legacy. That makes me teary. I know. It's so sweet. It really is. It's the biggest compliment when someone compliments some, your child's character. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, there is nothing better. I, I clearly remember the first text I got from a stranger telling me something kind that one of my kids had done for their child that day. And I just, I've just bawled. I just broke down. Yes. Yeah, I was like, that's it. Yes. <laughs> that's, you, you know, know being that's... a parent's the most important thing we do. Mm-hmm. And the validation that we did it well, that's a life well lived. Yes, absolutely. What about challenges uh, in, as a businesswoman? Have you had any challenges that have come your way that you really would like someone that maybe is on the similar path that you are on to learn from? You know, one of the great things about living in the Permian is that we are professional and kind to each other. If I call someone up and say, hey, I would really like to come talk to you about Frost, nine times out of 10, if they can, they will. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if you're going into an all-male environment, you have to be better prepared than your male counterpart. They will always see you because we are we're nice people. Right. Right. Yeah, well, of, course. of course we are. If you yes. called, I'm going to see you. And then you have to almost prove yourself twice. So be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. It's not an obstacle. It's a chance to shine. I'm sure you've seen the the shift, however, in, in the past. Is it 20 years you've been in banking? In that 20 years, from a male-dominated industry to now so many females being in the president seat, being at the top, being the CEO. Uh, how does that make you feel as a, as a colleague? Oh, it's awesome. I'm not quite old enough to be 20 years in the okay, business. Okay, good. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I did not mean to age She is young, people. She is young. <laughs> okay, 14 years. 14 years. The part that I have really celebrated the most is that now we are not a token female. Mm-hmm. We are recognized for our contributions to our industry not because we're female. And I think that's been the biggest shift. Mm -hmm. And then what advice would you give to a young woman that is maybe wanting to go into oil and gas? I know we have so many amazing STEM programs now, and we have just a, an industry that is really trying to lift up young ladies into this business. What would you suggest to them? Well, first thing, math is not hard. Everyone tells you that boys should be better at math and you're going to be good at spelling. Don't listen to that. No. I can't spell a word. I love math. <laughs> and the other part of that is is don't think of yourself just as female. Think of yourself as capable. Think of yourself as worthy. And then go after your dream. Love that. What would you like to say finally? We're going to wrap things up. I, I hate to wrap it up. I want to talk to you all day. I feel like I, we could. We could. We'll just have to carry this on at the club later. Okay. Uh, so what would you say, just in general, like when you knew that you were going to be interviewed today and you said, oh, I really hope that, that this comes across to the listeners about either Frost Bank or yourself, what would you like to say in, in closing? Wow, that's a toughie. I think what I really wanted to convey is that whole character and the way we do business. That's really important to me. When I decided to come to work for Frost, I did a lot of research. I wanted to make sure my values and goals 
and their values and goals are the same. And it's really been an amazing journey. And I think that's a great point. Research is key in anything that you're about to do. Go and read all about it first before you walk into that first job interview. Find out about the company. Find out what you're going to be doing. Start from the ground up. There's Absolutely. Nothing, there's nothing better than learning every aspect of the business you're going to be and in. And you know, now there's really nothing you can't learn with a few keystrokes. So true. Don't you wish we had Google growing up? <laughs> Did you know you can put like a math question in there and they'll answer it for you? It's amazing. Oh my gosh. Life-changing. Life-changing. Thank you so much, Lori, for being oh, with us you. today. How can someone find Frostbank or find you on social media? The best way to start is frostbank.com. Okay. It has pages of information. And then we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Fantastic. So if you're starting a business in Midland, Texas, go to Lori Wesley or any of the fantastic bankers here at Frostbank and they will help you out. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. That was fun. It was fun. Fun, fun, fun. Well, I want to now announce today's community MVP. I really love this. It's a new segment we started a few weeks back and it's been a lot of fun. And this week's community MVP is... Midland Education Foundation. Yay! They recently had the chance to award teacher grants for great ideas. Over $98,000 were distributed for grants for 31 MISD classrooms or departments. The best part is over 9,500 students will see a direct benefit through these innovative ideas. Some of these grants include new technology, orchestra instruments, books for the classroom, math that we were just talking about, math, of course, is awesome, and math and science support that these students are receiving is just incredible. Thank you to all the supporters and sponsors who helped make this possible. Midland Education Foundation, way to go for thinking of students first. Just love that. We'd also like to thank our sponsor today, Baker Hughes, a GE company, inventing smarter ways to bring energy to the world. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. This concludes this episode of Permian Perspective, the story behind the oil and gas leaders in the Permian Basin. Just remember, dream big and believe in yourself. You make it a great day. Hey, it's Julie here, and I have a few OGGN announcements before heading into the events on deck. Street team, we are still taking volunteers for our street team. We're only asking for an hour of your time per week in exchange for perks such as free entry to our happy hours, shirts, networking with other young professionals in our group. The group is within Facebook, but you do not have to have a Facebook to join. Just send me an email. The link will be in the show notes and I can get you started. Our happy hours. We are actually moving to quarterly happy hours rather than monthly. So our next Houston happy hour, as well as Midland, will be in August or September. Be on the lookout for that date. You'll get an invite if you're on the list. If not, you can sign up on the list below. And then we are launching another happy hour in Denver in August. So if you're interested in that one, the link is in the show notes as well to be notified. We don't have a date or details for that yet, but they're coming up. Okay, now on to the events on deck. We have Golf for Good on June 11th, 2019 in Houston, Texas. All proceeds go to help redeemed ministries with our long term recovery program and safe house to help victims of human trafficking become survivors. So mark your calendars and be ready to golf for good with redeemed and our organizers, global SEM energy and red M for more information on how to sponsor or register. Just click the link in the show notes. Data driven drilling and production conference is June 11th through 12th in Houston, Texas. 
This is where Silicon Valley meets oil and gas. Register at the link in our show notes below. The Energy and Data Conference is June 17th through 19th in Austin, Texas. This forward-looking conference will include the latest in digital transformation trends as they relate to the energy sectors with topics such as machine learning and data management storage, oil and gas development and drilling production, and more. Link down below. Energy Exposition is June 26th through 27th in Gillette, Wyoming. The Energy Exposition is for those who would like to know more about procedures, technology, safety, environmental practices, and equipment used in the oil and gas industry. And again, the link is in our show notes. Argentina Oil and Gas and Energy Summit 2019 is on July 10th and 11th in Buenos Aires. This summit's actually the first and only official event for the Argentinian oil and gas and energy industries. It will present a unique platform for networking that will bring together existing and future operators in the oil and gas industry in Argentina and Latin America. Next up is the 2019 IPANM annual meeting that Mark, Jake, and Paige will actually be speaking at. This will be July 24th through 26th in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And this year's theme is Addressing Operator Needs in 2019. And next up is Desk and Derek Fort Worth second annual shoot for the future clay shoot. This clay shoot will be on July 26th in Decatur, Texas. And then last but not least, Summer Nape. This is going to be August 21st and 22nd to where the deals happen. Tune in next week for another episode of Permian Perspective, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at www.oggn.com.